Welcome back to Rewind. It's Riley, your host. Yada, yada, yada. Who cares about me? Let me give you a little backstory. When I first started Rewind, I made a bucket list of people who I wanted to have on here. And so many of them are so lofty that I will never say them out loud. But one of them is a very, very incredible artist who is based in Athens, Georgia. And she was willing to sit down with me today. And I still cannot believe it. So... (laughs) Yeah, I'm so excited for you guys to hear this. So I'm going to stop yapping and let's get into it. So if you couldn't tell, I'm losing my mind a little bit. (laughs) But this isn't about me, so I want to start telling you about our guest today. She is a singer-songwriter an incredible performer. She is a fourth year at the University of Georgia. She's studying advertising. And she's just so cool as a person. That's my favorite thing about her is that she's kind and funny and thoughtful. And I had a class with her this year. We were in a podcasting class together, hence the creation of this project. And we we became friends. And I, I just can't believe that she... <laughs> was willing to come and talk with me today about some of her favorite music. Yeah, I could keep going forever, but I think I should just tell you who it is and we can just start. Her name is Clover County, and she's the coolest. Give it a listen. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It's okay. It's It's chaos. We'll just keep rolling. Um. (laughs) This this is going to be silly. I can just feel it. I love it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. The f- I am so surprised that you said yes. Why? What? Because you're famous. You're a celebrity No, no, to no, me. no, no. You and Timmy are like celebs. Me. Like, you guys are like my Bella and Gigi. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. Timmy's going to listen to this and... I feel like a freak because I'm like, I think like everyone's going to like, I should see if Riley and Timmy maybe want to like hang out. Or... <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. And I feel like a weirdo because I'm like, you guys are probably so busy, like, doing cool EMST stuff. And you probably already have a bunch of friends and, like, don't need any more. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't think you understand how much she and I talk about you. Like, we, like, we, seriously, I'm always, okay, so obviously, like, my boyfriend and his brother don't know you, but I talk about you guys, I talk about you a lot, and I'm like, I'm going on this crazy podcast, and he's like, oh, what pod? And I'm like, rewind. He's like, never heard of it. I'm like, it's, well, it's going to be huge, so like. (laughs) A girl can dream. Yeah. No, 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 you're going to be huge. That's what I told my mom on the way here. I was like, this girl's going to be famous one day, and I'm going to, like, I'm going to know her. I can't believe that you think that about me and Timmy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm peeking right now. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm fangirling so hard. Oh, my gosh. I think we'd be a fun girl trio. Okay, let's do it. We should hang, for okay. sure. Okay. This is the best day of my life. But, I'm so but excited I said something. <laughs> no, me too, because I would have never. <laughs> I, I don't have I've been courage. holding this in. <laughs> Okay, should we maybe start? I guess so. Okay, so you know the rules of the game pretty much. Yeah, uh, maybe ugh, when you say rules of the game, that scares me because maybe I don't. Well, it's just I'm going to ask you the question. Yeah. You give me your song, and then you kind of you can give a little it. story, explain, that kind of stuff. Oh, I got it. I'm full of stories. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, baby. 
Okay, you want to start with question one? Yeah. All right. You can time travel. How exciting. So let's say that you get to travel back to your childhood home. What song would have been playing or what song reminds you most of your childhood? Okay, I'm going to say Landslide by Fleetwood Mac. It's like one of the first songs that I can remember hitting me in my chest as a kid. Like I can see myself in my mom's old SUV and her saying like, oh, I just love this song and watching her just kind of like change. Like her whole demeanor was just like, and just like we're sitting at this red light and I'm like, what is going like and I just yeah I just came on the radio and I remember that being so special and then me really really listening to the lyrics being like oh no way like this is a really special song um and I just remember watching like my dad was always putting on documentaries about old bands in our house (laughs) like that was just our main our main source of entertainment I guess and I remember watching so many Fleetwood Mac documentaries and him being like ugh that's why you don't that's why you don't date musicians <laughs> but yeah. yeah that's a good point landslide I love that song does it like it makes me sad a little bit so sad yeah. I feel really lone so like really lonely and blue and I'm like yeah. not I'm still like not sure what it's about I, I can agree with that but the live version where she's like this one's for you daddy I'm like oh my god I can't take it yeah Whew. Stevie Nicks deserves every award. Yeah. Number two? Number two. (laughs) This song makes you smile from ear to ear every time you hear it. What is it and why? I'm doing a little dance right now with it, like, (laughs) playing in my head. But this will be, parentheses, An Everlasting Love by Natalie Cole. I just, ugh, it's just so fabulous and fun, and I feel like I, like, it plays after every, like, wedding scene in every movie, and it's just so happy, and I just, I don't know. I really love the idea of an everlasting love, and I'm very, like, hopeful that, like, I will have that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just, like, I love weddings. I've been to one, and I'm obsessed with weddings now, and I just, oh, I love love, and it just makes me really happy. Yeah, that is the perfect song for a wedding. Yeah. Or, like, a rom-com. Yes, it's just so rom-com, and, like, yes. I just still believe, like, so much in rom-coms like 27 dresses i just like i'm like duh this is how it happens yeah <laughs> is that your favorite rom-com i think it's just the one that i've watched most recently mm. that it came to mind i love rom-coms yeah they're so comforting especially when you're like pissed off at the world yeah <laughs> you're like okay this is okay yeah i'm fine now um <laughs> <laughs> at least somebody's happy <laughs> yeah wait is it in a rom-com it's i feel like it's in so many movies yeah that's true i it's feel like you could it probably could Google mm-hmm. how many Natalie Cole must be rich or oh, whoever has to be whoever wrote it technically. Oh yeah, assuming it might be her. Yeah, wait, how does that work? Mm-hmm. You're the perfect person to ask about this. Oh my gosh. Oh. So does the writer get more money than the singer? Yes. So well, well, it depends. So there are performance royalties, and mm-hmm. then there are. Um, oh, I'm gonna get in trouble. I'm blanking on. <laughs> terms but so like anytime that you hear a song on the radio or spotify or it's getting streamed like the song writer gets paid for that trying to think of a good example like the jonas brothers Mm. like they have a couple badass people behind them typically also writing their songs Mm. and those people will get paid when those get streamed the jonas brothers get paid for like going on tour and like 
gotcha. you know, public appearances and things like that. Interesting. Yeah. So you'll get both. Yeah. You write yours solely by yourself? Yeah, so far. That is so everything cool. is solo. I've like I've started to venture into collaborating and co-writing mm. more like duet style stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a really cool like songwriting culture out there and there's a lot to learn being in a room with more people. So, hoping to do more of that. Yeah. I'm totally going off script here, but That's do you fair. think Athens is a a good place to start for a songwriter? I think Athens is a great music scene, and its strengths include, like, the band scene. Okay. I feel like it's a little tough for songwriters in the way that they might expect Nashville to be, which is, like, a lot of co-writing and writer's rounds and writer's rooms. We don't have a lot of those. We do have open mics, and that's, like, I, I started at Hendershot's open mic, and that was great. So there is a small community of, like, songwriters kind of in that indie folk realm mm-hmm. um but I do think it would be cool if we could see more of a, a rise in like writers rounds and collaboration like that yeah but overall a great a great like first music city if you're like coming to Athens you're like I want to go to school and I want to do music like bingo found the place you found your home <laughs> okay I'll, I'll quit b- uh bombarding you with questions but the next one this song is impossible not to dance to if you like dancing, of course. Of course. I love dancing. I will bust it down any day to Dancing Queen by ABBA. <laughs> that is one of the first songs I ever remember hearing. And I can, it doesn't get old. Like No. There's just something so special. I feel like most, <laughs> this is so funny because like I transferred into UGA when I was like a sophomore and okay. never went to 90s until I was like a senior and when it was like funny which is like our our freshman dance bar in Athens but yeah I just remember it's like every 22 year old girl every 18 year old girl like every buddy's mom like if Dancing Queen mm-hmm. comes on in a room everybody's running to the middle and they're screaming yeah and like this makes me think of that quote that's like you're every age you've ever been forever you know so like yeah. when it's like young and sweet only 17 it just reminds me like we're all just 17 year old girls at the end of the day and like we can just be fun and flirty and scream the song and just remember that life is gonna be okay yeah I don't know I just I just love it and the the community that like goes in so hard for this song yeah the experience of the song yeah is always gonna be good everybody's jumping okay I'm reading my questions back Maybe I should have reordered three and four or put the next question later on because this is a real vibe It's change. a hard left. Yes. I like yeah. it. If you have any recommendations for where I should put it, please let me know. I kind of like it right there. It's a roller coaster. <laughs> this song makes you cry every time you hear it or it evokes a strong emotional reaction. What is it? Okay. This was a toughie because I used to be addicted to sad songs and me then too. I realized it's kind of bad for my brain. It was really hard to escape for a long time, but yeah. there are so many good sad songs. Mm-hmm. But I really, really feel the pull of Life According to Rachel by Madison Cunningham. I just, there's just nothing like this song. It is so beautiful. It is, it's going to be like a historical, classical song for years and years yeah. and years, which is so cool. But it is just like, it just always makes me think of my parents and my grandparents and all the family members I might have forgotten to reach out to. Just reminds me to kind of slow down and check in on people because mm-hmm. life is so short and like there's lessons to be learned from 
from our very own family members. Yeah. Like amongst all the hustle of college life and career coming up, just don't forget your roots, you know? It's just so beautiful. It, ah. Yeah. Ah. I looked up what the song was about. Funny story. I actually discovered this song two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I was on a walk and I was just playing a random. Ooh, hit ya. Yeah. I had to l- sit on a bench mm-hmm. for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was kidding. <laughs> but it's about losing her grandma. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The grandmas. Every story about a grandma that's been on this podcast just destroys me a little bit. Yeah. I I wish I had spent more time with my grandmothers. They're both still alive, but it's just they live far mm-hmm. and, you know, health changes and stuff. It's just right. like, I don't know. I'm like, should I be there? Should I be there? And it's like, I can't, I can't be there. And right. then I'm just like so scared for the day that I'm like, I wish I had. Mm. I never want to look back and be like, I wish I had called more sent letters showed up with anybody you know Mm -hmm. it's scary to think about that too because it's you know do you do you stay home and do all those things that one day you'll look back and say you wish you had or do you kind of branch out and follow your dreams yeah I had uh an interesting experience this summer my mom was diagnosed with colon cancer spring of my junior year and I was like, okay, like I'll do everything I can to kind of, you know, afford my cost of living and then go home and help as much as I can. But it was such a busy semester and so much music stuff was coming up. And then my my best friend, Wim, like randomly was like, I'm going to go visit my mom in Virginia at her like equine horse therapy ranch that she runs. And then I needed to like, I got invited to go record with this producer in Nashville for a couple days too and it was like when was gonna go to Nashville then Virginia and then I was like hey mom like uh, she's like you just need a break and I was like I need a break like you're the one who's sick and she's like I was like well Wim did offer me to go to his mom's equine therapy ranch she was like oh you should go and I was like hm. right right she's like no seriously I think that'd be so good for you you should go and go to Nashville and I was like that's like two weeks that I'm leaving and she was like, no, you need to go. Just because I'm sitting here doing chemo all day doesn't mean you can sit here and hold my hand and not go, like, live your life and have this incredible experience. Like, you don't – you've never gone on a road trip like that. Go. And I was like – it was, like, the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Selfishly, I was like, I don't want to be the girl who left her mom in the middle of <laughs> chemo radiation. <laughs> like, no, that makes sense. What? Like, great, I would be the daughter to do that. But, like, just for her to be like, no, this has showed me, like – you got dreams, go catch them. I'll be here, promise. <laughs> promise I'll be here when you get back. Uh, but yeah, so the song reminds me of that a lot too. It's like, yeah. Oh, you have a great mom. She's she's a strong-ass lady. She's cool. Wait, that's the sweetest story ever. I love I it. I hope I told it well. I, I, I don't think I've like told that story before. No, that was a great story. But yeah. Oh. Hi, mom. That's really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Mrs. County. I'm kidding. I know that's a joke. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> Madame County, how do you do? My boyfriend calls me Count Clover. He thinks it's so funny that I have like this vampire alter ego. That's uh, pretty awesome, Count Clover. <laughs> you should be that for Halloween. I Yeah, I've like tried to talk him into that. He's into it, so. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's a great story, too. All right, next question. What would you say is the most romantic song ever written? This was a toughie because I was like, ooh, I'm going to pick something so avant-garde and, like, 
be like, yeah, this is like technically really romantic. I was like, shut up. No, obviously it's from the Twilight Breaking Dawn soundtrack. That's what it's from? Yeah. Wow. Turn I've never in, seen Twilight. Turn, oh, I know. Incredible soundtrack. Okay. They I got check Bonnie it out. Bear in there. But this song, Turning Page by Sleeping at Last, is just so classically romantic because it's like, um, what is the line? It's like, nothing prepared me for the privilege of being yours and what that would do. Like, that is so, so beautiful. And yeah. it's just so true. Like, when you find someone that lets you love them so well and they love you back just as much if not more like that is such a privilege to love and be loved and yeah I, it's just it's so darling yeah can I ask you another off-the-cuff question yeah do you have a song that reminds you of your relationship <laughs> um yeah like probably a couple one of them is on here because one of the questions coming up is like something that reminds you of like a good memory or a road trip mm. um Funny enough, though, okay, so me and my current boyfriend, this was so early into us dating. We took me coming back from the equine oh. road trip. Okay. Um, he also lives in Virginia. So he was in Virginia at the end of that trip as well as I. So he picks me up from Wims, and we go to his family's farm, and we spend an evening there. And then we're driving from Virginia to Athens, Um which is like, what, a nine-hour drive? Yeah, that's far. It was crazy. And we're, like, at the tail end, we got, like, three hours to go, and we're both dying. He's driving. I'm just chilling. And we're like, what can we, like, put on music-wise that'll pump us up? We get into, like, this crazy house music, like, rabbit hole. So this American Boy Low Frequencies remix Ooh. reminds me so much of that trip and, like, <laughs> how funny and chaotic it was to just be so, like, drained but together and having fun and... We just were like fist bumping all this house music and <laughs> yeah. So I guess that song. I can't think of like an extremely mushy gushy romantic song. Not to be like my own songs, but like I there are a few like there's one really specific song that I recently wrote that you've heard live. Yep, and uh, it was so good. I know which one you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> and yeah, that reminds me of him a lot. So. You should drop it. <laughs> drop it. <laughs> drop it right now. Drop the song. <laughs> Fenmo Clover County will make it happen. Let's get back on track. Next question. What song got you through a difficult period of your life? Okay. I think it was like the end of my sophomore semester. I just transferred to UJ that year. Mm. And it was like the most depressing. <laughs> it was so sad. I was not doing well academically. I had already screwed up the first semester, lost my scholarship, was about to like permanently lose it. I was just like, could not catch a break and didn't have friends and couldn't find a corner of Athens I liked. But the song Midnight in Harlem by the Tedeschi Trucks Band just like was such a comfort during this time. I just remember it being so rainy and cold and depressing, but this song just felt like a warm hug on this commute that I would make home on the the Abbey West bus that would come pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just stare out their window. And, yeah, I was like, this is totally just like New York. <laughs> totally. I'm going to keep telling myself that. In the middle of Georgia, studying advertising. <laughs> I listen to the song. It does feel like homey vibes. Yeah. 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 It's like the lyrics are all there of, like, this kind of sad 
walk home, but it's like, eh, <laughs> it'll be fine. It's whatever. You'll wake up tomorrow, yeah. the sun will rise, you'll be all right. How did you find them? I think it was like a Discover Weekly mm. thing, actually. And then, yeah, I just kind of fell in love with them. Susan Tedeschi is the lead singer mm-hmm. that you hear. Um, and Great I think, voice. I think her husband is the trucks part of oh, the band. Okay. Um, but, yeah, they have like a live... There's a Susan Tedeschi live at Georgia Theater album, I believe. Stop. But I got to check it out. She's a, yeah, she's a powerhouse. It's just mm. so effortless. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh, how do I do that? <laughs> I think you've achieved it. I'd yeah, say yes. I do my own thing, you know. <laughs> I'm no Susan. <laughs> yeah, you're Clover County. <laughs> yeah. Called Clover. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. You beat me to <laughs> it. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> <sighs> What's the best song you've ever heard live? And was it the technicality that made it great, or was it the experience? I really think that it was when I saw Iron and Wine at the Georgia Theater this past year when he played Flightless Bird. It was already, like, a weird show because I've never, unless it was an opener, I've never seen anybody play, like, solo Mm -hmm. at the Georgia Theater. It's just kind of, like known as like a bigger venue in town and like for full bands and stuff but there was like seating there was sitting room and then there was standing room and then one guy on stage Mr. Iron (laughs) Mr. Wine (laughs) and it was like everyone was so 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 respectful of him up there with just his guitar and when he played that song everyone was like Everybody, lo- and it was like, no one even had to shush. It was just like, wow. And so he's up there. He's probably sung the song a million times, but it's like hearing, it's like watching him play it for the first time. Just so divine. And yeah, I was like out of body because I was like, I'm not hearing this real in real life. This right. is not happening. And it was happening. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I'm guessing you've been to a ton of concerts. Yeah. Do you prefer big stadium arena or just kind of that sort of energy for a concert or do you like a more intimate setting I guess like I've I haven't really been to a ton of stadium arena concerts my first concert was Demi Lovato at the Amway Center in Orlando so that was cool yeah but it was like not really not like emotionally invigorating it was just cool because it was my first concert and I was like 12 yeah watching Demi Lovato (laughs) with my friends like So I've spent a lot of time at club shows, specifically between, like, Birmingham and Athens. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Like, that is so special, and that's what I, like, think of when I think of, like, a show Mm -hmm. versus a concert. So I would say I kind of lean more that way and love that because it's like you can talk to people, and you can be up close with that artist if you want, or you can hang in the back and sounds great, feels great. Mm -hmm. I think the energy is a lot better in a smaller space just because everyone's nicer to each other, you know? Totally. You're not fighting for a spot at the front or anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even the Georgia Theater can get pretty brutal depending on who's playing. Were you at the Shaky Graves concert? I wasn't. Okay. That was, was so funny because Timmy ended up being the person with, like, the, the tambourine. <laughs> Did you know <laughs> no about this? No way. No. Okay. Someone, someone, like, randomly hands Shaky Graves his tambourine, and the whole show he'll go back to it pick it up, look at the crowd, and just, like, as if he's, like, drawing a caricature. You know what I mean? We're like, what the fuck is he doing? And at the end of the show, he, like, shows it, and it's, like, a portrait of, like, what he's seeing from stage. 
Oh my And then later God. that night, I'm on Instagram and I'm like, Garrett, it was Jimmy. Jimmy on the tambourine. I think. I could be wrong and she might have just gotten a photo like with it. But oh my God. It was like the funniest part of the show. But everyone was like so shoving towards the front because this guy sells out Red Rocks right. like days in a row. And I'm like, oh, you were a king. That's got to so. be bucket list venue, right? Yes. It's bucket list just to see a show there. Yeah. But no, Georgia Theater, that is sick too. I don't want to. Oh, no, no, no. You totally didn't. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. I, we're on the same page. Okay, Red good. Rocks, whoa, baby. <laughs> but like Georgia Theater, whoa, baby. That's so cool. I'm excited. Yeah. And like I still have not to be like, oh, yeah, I've played Georgia Theater. Like because I, I haven't headlined it. And like I hope one day to headline it. And you will. I'm so confident you will. That'd be so cool. Because Athens really would be, like, my hometown show mm. at this point. It's where I've, like, lived the longest and made the most connections in my, like, young adulthood. So yeah, to come back and play it or to, like, yeah. Sick. <laughs> this is totally unrelated, but I just thought about it when we were talking about Red Rock. What's your opinion on the sphere? Oh. The Vegas sphere. I'm scared. Me too. I'm scared of it. Yeah, me too. I don't know. I'd have to see some. Like, I would go see somebody like Casey Musgraves there if I knew that there'd be some, like, really cool, psychedelic, golden hour type graphics. I wouldn't yeah. even call that. I don't know. You just pinpointed the perfect artist. Right. I think uh, that would be, like, the only artist I'd go see there. Whatever am I on? Oh, eight. eight. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I found my place. Do you have a song that's been ruined for you because of a bad experience? This was funny because I was scouring my Spotify and I was like, I'll never find the song that I hate because it's not going to be saved. Right. But yeah, luckily I kind of escaped all of like the breakups that ruined any songs because I'm like, you don't own, you don't own this. Uh, <laughs> my answer to this is my own song, Glass and Gold. Oh, that <laughs> makes me sad. I love it for different reasons. Okay. But like... When I had first recorded it and, like, got the masters back listening to it, I was like, oh, this is heartbreaking. This is terrible. Because I wrote it in, like, a time of just, like, devastation and heartbreak about, like, a friendship that just kind of fizzled and feeling like I had just kind of lost touch with, like, my brothers and, like, was kind of in a weird spot with my dad at the time just because it was, like, you know, when you're 21 and your dad is, like, hey, please, please listen to me. And these, like, things I'm trying to help you make judgments on, and you're like, Psh, you don't get me. You'll never get me. I love him. And you're like, oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, I don't know. So it's kind of about a lot of things at once. So it was very overwhelming to sing for a little while. But now it's just really special to kind of see people sing along to it yeah. and put their own meaning to it. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is so beyond all you freaks. No offense, Dad. It's not about that anymore. No. But, yeah. It is such a beautiful song. I have to tell you that. Thank you. So beautiful. I play that song every time I have a friend in the car. And I'm like, you know who this is? And if they say no, I say. I make them listen to Outlaw, too. Because. The baby. So beautiful. Both of them. Thank you. I remember the day Timmy introduced me to you. It was before I knew you were Clover County. Like in person or like to my music? Your music. Oh, okay. I knew about your music. Had we had class together yet? We had had one or two. It was one of the first two weeks of school, mm -hmm. the semester. And she said, do you know who Clover County is? And I said, no, I don't. 
and then she um, she made me listen to both of your songs on Spotify, <laughs> and I was like, I'm fiending for more. Fiending. I, and then I found out that you were in my class, and I was like, oh my gosh, my life has forever been changed, and I'm going to go tell my parents about this. <sighs> I knew I, like, loved your vibe and, like, literally just wanted to be your friend in class, like, the first day. Because I was like, this girl is so joyful. Everyone was everyone was obsessed with you. And I was like, she rocks. And everyone was getting along so well. But I remember that day I was, like, I was looking at my phone. And it was, like, the first ever – I got onto, like, two Spotify playlists yes, I remember at once. This day. And I freaked out. And Landrum was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I was just – I'm sorry. I just got to Spotify playlist. She's like – Okay, what does that mean? And I was like, they have, she, and then you were like, I've listened to her, she's really good. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, you listened. Yep, and I went to the concert and. Yes, you were at the 40 Watt. That was so special. I was staring right at you guys, for uh, sure. We were staring at you drooling the whole time. <laughs> Timmy kept saying, look at her, she's so beautiful. Oh, <laughs> she's, you guys are so gorgeous. Not only like physically but like you both have such insane energy it's so funny that we're so talking about her so much because we're like a little have girl crush girl crush <laughs> no we we have a girl crush but on just you. like it's i love like inspiring women you know what i mean please cut this out <laughs> <laughs> you're on a first date and you have ox what are you planning <sighs> it was tough to narrow it down to just one dean martin song but we would start with On an Evening in Roma by Dean Martin. Because it's just like, it's got a groove to it. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. My, it's so funny because I'm like, I have, a, I have a boyfriend. So I can't be like, if I was on a first date. <laughs> I'm like, but Whoops. our first date was like, I had just gotten off of like a late night work shift. So he picked up Italian food. And we were at his house, and he had, he had, like, laid it out all cute, and, like, the mood lighting, we're drinking wine. And it was so cute. So it was, like, you know, I just love the vibe of, like, cooking on a first day or, mm -hmm. like, just being at somebody's house where it's just, you can just be silly and comfortable and just be yourself. And first date, get to know each other. Um, but, like, my kitchen music, and you agree, is, like, Frank Sinatra, yep. Dean Martin vibes. And, totally. yeah, and if he can sing in Italian... A bonus points. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyways. That is a rom-com first date. Totally. That is so cute. He was, oh, no. The rom-com part was the night before he asked <gasps> me on the date. Should I tell this yes, story? Yes, spill it. Carrie, do I have your permission? <laughs> um, so we had been friends for a really long time. Uh -huh. And so specifically the night before he asked me on the date, he came to my show at Flickr. And oh my gosh. he just, I was like, that's so sweet of him to have come. And he came, like, we hung out for a while. Then we were still hanging out. And he's like, do you want to go to Wim's show, like, at whatever grad party he was playing? So we, like, we're walking there. We get lost. We get there. We're hanging out. And we just, like, kind of spent the night hanging out. And I, we end up at, like, one of the bars late night. And I'm like, I hate this bar specifically. And I'm, like, still in my, like, Clover County clothes, just right. not feeling, like, like the other girls, you know, I'm not like other girls. I'm in my Mary Janes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the only bitch here in Mary Janes. I gotta go. So I, I like Irish goodbye, classic. Yeah. Leave. He texts me, he's like, where are you? Like, whatever. I text Wim. I'm like, listen, we got a problem. I got a crush on your manager. I think he's so darling and cute and like want to explore it, but I can't because he's your manager and that's illegal, right? And he was like, no. 
You're like, that's so awesome. He's like, he's like, I think you should lean into it, start talking to him more and stuff. And like, I was like, okay, don't tell him. He's like, okay, won't. Five minutes later, I get a call from Garrett. It's four in the morning. He's like, what's up? How are? What are you doing? And I was like, I'm just chilling. What are you? What are you up to? What's up? He's like, do you want to have dinner tomorrow night? And I was like, yeah, I should be free. Yeah, for sure. Maybe. <laughs> cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Just two people hanging out. That'll be it. Let's do that. So, so we did that. <laughs> did Did you find out if Wim ever told him? He totally told him. Okay, I knew. Yeah. I knew he told him. Yeah, Garrett Wim. said he called him like immediately. You sneaky little guy, Wim. And I was like, stop. <laughs> this, this is forbidden. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. I could listen to you talk all day. What? You're just so funny. <laughs> So are you. I think we should have more conversations. We're just riffing. Oh, yeah. It'll be great. <laughs> All right. What is the most inspiring song, in your opinion? Oh. I Gosh. said, I have to say, <laughs> All Too Well, 10-minute version. It just, it transcends time and space and what music is. Yeah. what a song is and what a story is like not only is there like the normal version that we we didn't even know that there was a 10 minute version for like a decade of our lives right to be touched by that and then for the story to just expand with us yeah. as we've grown into our adulthood like yeah and to like now resonate with the song in like a deeper like more real way it's so cool and then for her to for Taylor to have directed the short film to go with it. Oh, my God. That is so cool. Mm -hmm. Like, just everything that goes into that song, the fact that it was a re-record due to everything that happened, like, just insane. That she didn't she, she didn't lose anything in that mm -hmm. battle. She has gained a million, a million more things. Yeah. I can't even, like, things. What is... <sighs> so okay. iconic. I'm sorry. <laughs> that music Great. video is crazy. It's crazy. Crazy good. Let me. Crazy cool. Crazy cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you ever thought about making a music video? Yes. Definitely. It's definitely something I want to do. It's just really expensive. Mm. And, like, I don't want to underpay right. even a friend to direct mm. it. Mm -hmm. um, I love, like, visualizers and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, it's definitely something I would love to do. Like, Dating back to my, like, older songs that I'm still playing now, like Limbo, I see I see it so clearly, and I have the mood boards <laughs> on Pinterest, like, ready to go I for, like, it. when I have the funding to execute the yeah. video. And it doesn't even need to be a, you know, you can do stuff very DIY, and that's cool. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, just when I figure that out and find the right people to help me with that, yeah. I'd love to. So Limbo, is that your oldest song? It's not my oldest Song, but one of them. I think I wrote that when I was 18. Oh, wow. Yeah, in okay. my in my bedroom in high school. Because um, I went to Catholic high school for that that one year in Georgia. Love it. And we were reading Paradise Lost. Oh, um, wow. Heavy read. Yes. Heavy read. But I was extremely inspired by these, like, gothic, dark, weird little Catholic books we were reading by, like, <laughs> C.S. Lewis. I was like, yeah. I like this. And everyone's like, uh... Okay. okay, weirdo. Okay, freak. They actually, they call me Pagan Girl. <gasps> what? Yeah. Because I like Stevie Nicks. And because I was vegan. Wow. Yeah. These were some well, brutal. Who's laughing now? Who's laughing now? 
thumbs down to those meanies. Nah, I liked it. Oh. I was like, yeah, maybe I'm a witch. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> Count Clover. Better, better watch out for me. <laughs> the accent is scarily good. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know where I get that from. I, I do. It's my dad. <laughs> hey, dad. Maybe you should be a voice actor, too. I did one, uh, one job. Oh, my gosh. I'm finding out so much lore right now. <laughs> Please tell me. Because my dad, my dad did college radio <gasps> and, like, had a radio show, what? like, about money until I was, like, like little little kid, like, about to go into kindergarten. And then, you know, four kids. He's like, all right. <laughs> you, okay. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's make some more money right. for these kiddos. Um, yeah. And he did a bunch of voiceover work, too. And my mom took me to an audition once. And I got the job. So I read this, like, kid's book. You know when you're in class and, like, it's like a read-along yeah. book? Yeah. It was one of those. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I loved it. I loved being up in the booth and this guy being like, all right, a uh, little more emotion. A <laughs> little less emotion. <laughs> what book was it? I don't know. You don't I remember? I feel like I, I can, like, visualize the uh, the graphics in it, like the art, but I don't remember what it was about. That is so cool. It was such a vibe. Yeah. It was just like, you get yeah, kind of cozy. Me. You get kind of cozy. Yeah. <laughs> just get to chill. Cozy up and read this book with me. <laughs> <laughs> me if I read a memoir? Okay. If you wrote a book, what would it be called? Mm. This is a toughie because, like, right now I'm thinking about what I would even call my first, like, EP or album. But oh, wait. Book. That's a better question. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the book one. Okay. Oh, wait, well, yeah, because I wouldn't want to leak what I'd call an EP oh, before oh, it comes out. Sorry. Before yeah. I even know. No, I can't. Foreshadow. <laughs> Drop it. <laughs> um, huh. That is so tough. There's so many things you, you could do. What are, like, what's Britney's memoir called? Oh, Lord. I don't know. Probably, like, something, like, the county line or something. Oh, <laughs> Something, yeah. like, so dramatic yep. and just... <laughs> that's it. Like, what lies beyond the county line. Oh, wait, that's kind of good. Banger. Beyond the county line. Yeah, probably beyond the county line. That's kind of good. Catherine, write that down. Yeah. Catherine's my new manager. And Henry. Shout out. Official? New manager? Yeah, we <gasps> define the relationship. Hi, you guys. Oh <laughs> oh my god, Catherine and Henry. They're gonna love this. Wow, I'm so happy for you. It's a really beautiful relationship, yeah. and I'm really excited. And yeah, we're Facebook official. They're <laughs> <laughs> gonna hate this. <laughs> you need a walkout song. What would you want it to be? This was so hard for me because I like I wanted to pick something really gangster. Really cool. Yeah. But I just do not listen to like a lot of rap, even though like uh, music really makes me feel things. And like mm -hmm. when I want to feel like hot, cool, and sexy, like I'll put on the right tunes and yeah. it sits up, you know, yep. it sits up uh, and, yeah. <laughs> and it's doja. But for this, I was like, I have to go with Bad Girls by M.I.A. Great song. Live Fast, Die Young. Obviously. Uh, duh. duh. Yeah. It's so good. <sighs> so set me in the scene. Wait, is that the right phrase? I don't know why I was envisioning myself walking out to, like, a wrestling ring. <laughs> no, but I am, too. For me. Where else would I be walking out to, you know? Um, I don't know. Maybe your first stadium show. Oh, that would be so cool, though. 
Yeah, I can yeah. see it though. I'm like mm-hmm. backstage. Whatever. Or, yeah. okay, or like whatever. It's just your I'm backstage hype song. and I've got my headphones on and like <laughs> my mom takes my robe off and suddenly I'm in like a sequenced unitard. <laughs> 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 Obviously that's where this is headed. That sounded like the start of Hannah Montana the movie a little bit. Totally. Do you like that movie? Love that movie. It's so good. Yeah. Mm. And people like make jokes to me. They're like, Oh, like Clover County, who what is your name? Like it's like Hannah Montana and I'm like, Not really. I'm pretty I'm pretty much her. Like, yeah. I'm I'm Clover County. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to, like, hide anything. Yeah, you don't have a wig. Um. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> She's a ginger. <laughs> <laughs> All to say, great choice on the song there. I like it. Do you have a song that you associate with the best trip or the best moment of your life? Okay. Yes. Okay. Going back to that, that road trip from... Virginia to Athens, Heart of Gold by Neil Young. Just just a beautiful song. Yeah. I don't know. And it's just, what is better? It reminds me of a boy. Yeah. And, yeah, I think we both just really, really love this song so much. And it's so funny that it's just not on Spotify, and you, like, have to go elsewhere to listen to it. It <laughs> took me so long to find uh, it. Um, there's, like, song. there's the Bon Iver version. <gasps> Have you heard that? No. Oh, it's gorgeous. Okay. Yeah, really pretty cover. So we listen to that. And yeah, just like coming down the mountains in Virginia. I forget where we were specifically, but I was scared. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> it was so downhill oh boy. of this like random mountain. And just like listening to that. And it was just so beautiful and green and sunny. Yeah. Green, sunny mountain. Yeah. Core. <laughs> <laughs> Your day list. Yes. <laughs> you ever listen to those? Oh, yeah. They're Wait, so give random. Me, I want to look up mine right now. Okay. I'll look up mine too. That's going to be weird. It's always like, you little freak. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, boy. Oh, mine's not bad. Mine right now is Indie Chill Mountain Wednesday Afternoon. It's been some weird shit in the past like mine has too. emo swamp girl tuesday morning <laughs> and i'm like who where did you get this yeah. <laughs> mine <laughs> so weird. liminal tender wednesday afternoon <laughs> uh weird <laughs> next time somebody asks me how i'm doing liminal and tender how about you <laughs> it's wednesday wednesdays am i right so tender so tender. <laughs> that word makes me feel an, an odd way. I'm not sure how I feel about that word. I feel like I used to use it a lot. I'm like, oh, that's so tender. But right now I'm just thinking of like chicken strips. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I'm like, why? <laughs> Are we hungry? <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> oh, man. All right. What's a song that you wish you wrote? Clover County. If We Were Vampires by Jason Isbell beautiful song because it's just like what a beautiful concept to sum love up into something that like you wish would last forever but it's not going to inevitably Mm -hmm. and like so you have to love as hard as you can with the time you've got and maybe that's 60 years maybe you don't find somebody till you're 80 like you know like and I just yeah what a cool song Mm -hmm. and to it's just so so beloved by so many people you know So to be able to sing that and watch people cry would be cool. Yeah, you have people in a chokehold. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Clover County, manipulative freak. (laughs) 
That's your day list tomorrow. <laughs> Manipulative, Manipulative freak, freak <laughs> Thursday morning. <laughs> Do you find it easier to write a certain genre of song? A love song versus a song about heartbreak? Or do you kind of group them all in the same thing? I think, like, genre versus topic. There it is, topic. Yeah, yeah. topic. Yeah, like, lately, I just want to write lovey, cutie stuff. And, like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, brother, are people going to even want to hear this? Um and it can be really hard for me specifically to write sad stuff. I feel like I used to be really good at that and would use that as like a way to cope with whatever is going on. But I just don't like it because I feel so strongly after kind of like learning through like books and whatever research has been pumped towards me on TikTok that like I don't I don't want to further the negative energy mm-hmm. or talk about that anymore I'm like right. I want to be beyond that like what is what's going well let's talk about that yeah so I find me myself doing that in songwriting um yeah genre wise I do feel like I'm more inclined to write folkier more country leaning Americana sounding stuff mm-hmm. and that's just like based on how I learned to play guitar which was like looking up like how to play um, Give Me Some Water by Eddie Money on YouTube because it was like my dad's favorite song, which is like this old dude music in seventh grade <laughs> on guitar to impress my dad. So That's cute. Though. Yeah, I think that kind of shaped me. I like certain songs because my parents passed down their adoration for it. Yeah. Do you have a lot of those, do you think? Yes. I was just talking about this with Gray from Barking Louder <laughs> podcast. Um, not on his podcast, but in yeah. class um, about like Motley Crue. My dad, yep. my dad raised me listening to Motley Crue, Bon Jovi, and Kiss, which is so funny because now I'm, like, hanging out with these, like, pretentious garage rock dudes that I know, and they're like, Kiss is so lame. <laughs> Weenie babies. But they like Motley Crue, so, like, we vibe. Oh, but okay, cool. Whatever. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I feel like that's not – I would never have just stumbled into Kiss in my 20s being like, oh, nostalgic rock. Right. <laughs> like, no. No. And then for my mom – Carol King. I probably would have loved her regardless of if that was passed down to Mm -hmm. me from her, but it reminds me of her. And, like, Jimmy Buffett is so nostalgic to me, which is, like, an otherwise kind of silly, silly artist, but still so beloved. Oh, yeah. He's lighthearted. Yes. Not a serious, scary, emo little freak on a Thursday morning. (laughs) Rest in peace. What's a song that's taught you an important lesson about your life? Mm. In Tall Buildings by John Hartford. <sighs> I just, I, I think I found the song at a really good time in my life. I was a senior in high school and it was just not, I didn't know that music was what I was going to be able to do mm-hmm. for a little while. Yeah. Like it, like I'm very confident it is right now. Um, I was just like, I'm not cut out for corporate life. And listening to the song and he's like, so it's goodbye to the sunshine, goodbye to the dew, like, oh, it's just heartbreaking because yeah. growing up and watching my dad, not just, like, commute to work, but my dad would fly out of the city mm-hmm. and go work in, like, Texas for, like, a year or two, and just, like, we'd see him on the weekends, and he'd come back home, and he, like, made those sacrifices for us to give us, like, a good life and right. make sure he was doing a job that he enjoyed more than just, you know, a commute from home. Um, 
it's still heartbreaking and you you watch that wear people down like as my brothers are getting older too and they're settling to jobs that I just pray that they're doing stuff that fulfills them yeah even if it's a nine to five every day Uh um but it just kind of let me like lean into the fact that 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 routine is not for me right um and I'm gonna avoid that at all costs so yeah yeah. that's beautiful you can pick between two kinds of hard with what you want to do with your life. It's mm-hmm. the hard of knowing that you could have done something that you love or the hard of working towards it and having to take risks along the way. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I would totally choose one over the other, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like you can so easily sum it up to like, you die at the end of this. So like, what are you going to do in the middle? Because you can enjoy it or you can not enjoy it. Yeah. Or you can like, hell, you can not try it. Like that sort of thing. <laughs> I'm just like. You get to choose how it goes down. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a sad song, but it, you know, it sparks a feeling of urgency. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do to make this better? Yeah. What's a song you could play on repeat forever? This is my number one Spotify rap song. Yeah. Um, the Lengths by the Black Keys. And it has more so to do with the tenderness of the song. Yeah. Um, I have found that, like, my top all-time favorite songs have this like weepy slide guitar or um pedal steel in them and I just like I wish I could just live on like the slide of this guitar and just like float like I'm in the ocean yeah I just think it's so beautiful and it's like an early black key song and I love them and I just think it's it's always so cool to find those deep cuts that are a little different from like their top hits now yeah um yeah, I find it just to be a really comforting song. It's kind of sad, but it's hopeful. And yeah. I like it. All right, next question. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait. No, it's the last one. Oh, I'm Crap. so sad. Question 15. Your life is made into a movie, but it can't be released until you pick the title track. What song is it? Dancing in the Moonlight by Top Loader. So good. Duh. I like, I want, if I... It, uh, I just see it like Ella Enchanted. Yeah. Where like everybody's yes. in on like the dance scene and uh-huh. the last, like I don't know if we're talking like documentary or like biopic, but like at the end there's got to be like one organized dance dance number. Yeah. And I just see this at like some kind of like moody, witchy type disco bar. That's perfect. So you're performing, let's say, at the Georgia Theater. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you have more than a guitar in your songs. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay. So who would you want as backup? Anyone. You can draft anyone in the world. Who are you going to pick? And what instrument? Okay, well, I'm always, always going to have Cannon Rogers on pedal steel. I still, to this day, don't know if it's steel pedal or pedal steel. I am oh, I don't either. out here posing my butt off. <laughs> Poser. Okay, whatever. Only all steel. Cannon Rogers. I don't know. I'm not like a crazy... F- like freak about like oh my god this guy's the best drummer of all time yeah ah i don't know who's like i don't know is it like the drummer from the red hot chili peppers really good like, yes he looks like will ferrell yeah i think it'd just be funny to have him on stage <laughs> i'm like isn't he good as if they're not like the number one band ever <laughs> um yeah cool that guy will ferrell's lookalike yep um on bass 
Who would be funny? I don't know. Whoever wrote the um, the Seinfeld <laughs> soundtrack, <laughs> you can play bass. Okay. <laughs> and then I'm sick of playing my own guitar over it. I keep getting hangnails. So I would give my guitar probably... I don't know. I don't know guitars. No, I'm just okay. a girl. This is not my job. This, this is for is a tough question. This is for the guys. This is for the boys. Yeah. The other boys. <laughs> oh God. Everyone's <laughs> gonna be like this chick is taking us back twenty years. Um oh, my dad would play guitar. Okay, oh, wait. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, totally. I think it'd be so fun to have my dad on stage. In fact, really soon I wanna do like a show with him. He oh, rocks. That's so cute. He's a really good I have songwriter. to be there. Obviously. That's so cute. I love that. So you said you learned on YouTube? Yeah. Hey, guys, it's Marty. <laughs> Your dad uh, didn't teach you? Bulldog. No, my dad was living in Colorado. Gotcha. Um, we had moved back to Florida while he was still finishing his work in Colorado. Gotcha. And I was like, ugh, this is so boring. My dad's not here to play guitar, and I'm so emo in seventh grade. Hormonal changes, <laughs> whatever. So I, I pick up this guitar that they bought me when I was in first grade, finally learned to play it. And, yeah, I would go on YouTube, pause it, screenshot, zoom in, <laughs> make the finger shapes, mm-hmm. and then play. It's tough. Yeah. It hurt my fingers so bad, but I, I persevered. Powered through. And look where you are now. What can I say? I'm just always hustling, keeping going, never stopping or looking back. Talk about an inspiring woman. Oh, I just try to inspire. Yeah. You know me. <laughs> I'm obsessed with you. What? And we have to hang out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe I'm saying that. Why? <laughs> You're so funny for this. Because I literally was like, okay, Riley and I were in the same podcasting class, and we would sit, like, at this huge, it was, like, four big tables uh-huh. put together to one ginormous square, and then, it, like, sh- we would, like, sit across from each other and be like, I'll never sit on that side of the table. Because it would have been weird, A, if I just, like, one day was like, you mind if I just, no. Like, we had established seats, but I was just like, God, we're so far. Like, we'll never, we'll never get to make this work. I also was scared people thought I was, like, checked out in that class because I don't know it was a tough semester and I was just kind of quiet but I was like uh I always have regrets about not putting myself out there in classes but you did I think you did it was a good class to do so no I don't think anyone thought you were checked out I think everyone was just impressed how cool you are cool yeah I'm a freak (laughs) I'm a wistful swamp girl Freak on a Thursday. <laughs> Club going up. <laughs> on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't think I have any more questions that are going to be worth your time. Well, what if I have some for you? I actually want to know, have you made, You are you going to make an episode of yourself doing this? I was this? thinking about it. I think you have to. Okay, but it'll only be if I make it to a certain number. Like, I need to give myself yeah, something to work towards before be cool. I even think about that. That would be, be cool. Do you have, like, an episode goal for now? 50. Wow. Yeah. That's major. That's going to be so awesome. It's a lofty goal. That's for sure. Would you transition into filming it and putting it on YouTube? See, I thought about that. Gray asked me that. And I was so averse to the idea at first. I was like, ew, I did podcasting so I wouldn't have to be on camera. Okay? Oh, okay. And he was like, oh. That's going to be more successful. That's showbiz, baby. No. That's how Gray talks. He pretty, 
exactly like that. Yeah. Pretty much what he. That was actually a live clip of Gray. Wow. (laughs) Sorry, I was playing it off my phone. (laughs) But now people keep asking me, so I'm. I don't know. I think it's just because so many people are doing it because it's just another form of like content for people. I love watching podcasts because when I'm listening to people talk, it's like I'm usually putting it on because I'm kind of lonely. Mm. And I love seeing the people being like, ah, look at us, all three of us uh, talking (laughs) as I'm folding my laundry in a room (laughs) far away from you. You don't even know who I am. But it should be another, another way to reach an audience. And I think it could be cool, too, to see the album covers. Yeah. If you, like, were able to get to the point where, like, you had somebody helping you edit and you could upload, like, the, the album covers. Wait, that's a really good idea. I need Catherine and Henry as my manager. <laughs> Let me introduce you. <laughs> Catherine and Henry, come on in. <laughs> wow. They're here live in studio. <laughs> Live in studio. Call them. <laughs> Can I phone a friend? <laughs> imagine. Wait, you should do that on the spot and imagine if you had like a phone a friend option. My last guest, his mom called during the interview. Yeah. And he was like, Can my mom answer this one? And she did. <gasps> that was funny. That rocks. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say earlier. We were talking about Chad Smith, the he's the Will Ferrell lookalike from Chili Peppers. Yes. Chili Peppers. My episode four guest, Gordy. He's a drummer, and he drafted Chad Smith as his drummer. But it's just so funny because the He was like, had a different reason, very different reason. <laughs> well, he was like, greatest drummer of all time. <laughs> and I said, okay, I believe you. I, I can't attest to that, but I believe you. <laughs> Never drummed before. But <laughs> you guys answered these so differently. You know, because he – this is a quote from his episode. He said, I don't listen to music for the words – or because it inspires me, I listen because it sounds cool. <laughs> and it's just so crazy how different music is for people, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why I did Rewind, you know? Yeah, I love that. I, this year, I've learned so much about music and how it, like, makes me feel. Especially, like, hanging out with Garrett and showing him music that I listen to that inspires me. Uh-huh. Um, and kind of getting his reaction to stuff. Yeah. And realizing maybe I was listening to stuff that was, like, negatively impacting me by just, like, leaning so far into the sad stuff. Not that he, like, was like, oh, I don't like this or, like, mm-hmm. this is weird. But, like, noticing how he listens to music and what he puts on when he, like, wants to kind of, like, get into a better mood or, like, stuff like that. It's yeah. very cool to watch. I don't know why he specifically has, like, shown me that. But, yeah. And I've, I've leaned into a lot of new genres yeah. that way. Maybe that's what makes the relationship so special. We teach each other a lot, yeah. and especially with him being in the industry yeah. that I'm in, but, like, us not, like, we made it very clear, like, he would never manage me, and, I w- like, I seek advice from him, but I don't expect him to be my manager ever. Right. Um, right. Because I have Catherine and Henry. Love you guys. I'm sorry, did I mention that I that I have not one, but two managers? Oh, really? What are their names? <laughs> yeah, we just can, like, freely talk about our jobs, I guess, so silly to say, but, like, so real. Like, yeah. he hustles, and I try to impress him by hustling. <laughs> but, yeah. That's yeah. sweet. I, I love him. He's a cutie. <laughs> Sorry, I could talk about him all day. <laughs> Power couple. Well, this was fun. This was so much fun. You're so cool. And You're everything so I cool. Be. What? You literally <laughs> inspire me every day. Stop. You are radiant. You're lying.
You're lying. I'm not lying. Why would I lie about this? I'm a really bad liar, actually. Then I'm flattered. Thank you. Yeah. Everyone, please go stream Glass and Gold and Outlaw on Spotify, Apple. Your other music's on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All her other original songs are on YouTube. You got to check them out. They're so good. So beautiful. Thanks, Riley. You're welcome. On that note, let's get out of here. Let's go. <laughs> I was going to say, like, let's, I have to fly out of here, but I was like, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot end this on that note. <laughs> she turned into a bat. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> she just flew out. Uh, oh man. <laughs> okay, bye for real. Bye, guys. <laughs>